Hello and welcome to another episode of the Commander Quest podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about several things, but the major thing that I'm going to be talking about is I am no longer going to be attempting to do the Commander Quest. If you don't know, the Commander Quest has been my goal in the past for this podcast, uh, and I was trying to build, in the beginning, I was just building I was trying to build decks with all the cards in Magic and no overlap. More recently, it was just all the cards in Magic and overlap is allowed. But currently, I am just going to remove it. That will no longer be a goal in my podcast. So, I'm going to get into the details of why I did this, what I'm going to be doing, all these different things. So, first part, why did I do this? So... The f- why I did this is there's a lot of different reasons. Mostly, it just limits what I can do. I would like to be able to, A, do things more than just um, deck techs, and B, have more freedom in the deck techs that I'm building uh, with what I want to do. So, that's basically why I'm doing it. I just feel so limited, um, so I don't really want to keep doing it that way. So, second of all, what I'm going to be doing in the future, I will continue to do deck decks. I will just basically do whatever I want. Whatever I want to do with the episodes is what I will do. I have certain ideas. Um, Of course, I'll be doing set releases. Another change I will be making will be for set releases. I will no longer be doing a bonus episode. I will simply be doing that as the weekly episode. Um, There's a lot of different things that I want to change. Another one is for episodes. Uh, Depending on the platform, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do this. But for, for example, for YouTube, I feel like it would be better for that platform uh, to split the episodes into the different segments. Analyzing a card, magic news, and the main deck tech or whatever it might be. Having them separate, especially for YouTube, is just worse. For other platforms, which would basically just be podcasting platforms, I actually don't know if it's better or worse. It just seems different right? So I am undecided whether I want to split it. I think it's better that way if I do split it, but it's quite hard to say. So I will probably be splitting up episodes that I'm not starting that yet, um, but soon that will happen. And that's for a lot of different reasons, but mainly... (laughs) The main reason I'm doing this is because if you see a new channel that you haven't seen before and you look at the video and it's an hour long, it doesn't seem particularly likely for you to click on. It's a lot to ask for people to get their first look at my channel with an hour episode. Plus, I can really increase the pacing of my episodes and not have to talk for a couple minutes not not a couple minutes, but for usually the first minute or two of my podcast, 
which is when people will already be clicking away, is just me saying what I'm going to be saying. So I'm sure it depends on the platform and a lot of different things, but it just doesn't really work that well. All right. So that's the main idea. I mean, I just do not want to be held back making less compelling decks for no reason. It's just I want I want I wanted the the original reason that I did this, the original reason that I wanted that that goal, that commander quest thing to exist was to differentiate myself. I wanted something unique and I wanted some plausible reason that I was different and why you should choose me over the competition. I still want that, but that was not it. That just made my content worse. That just meant that my decks were less compelling. Um, I just was limited. So I don't like that and I'm no longer going to be doing that. The second thing, which is really annoying, is my computer has broken. Uh, sorry, my computer is currently broken. Uh, I can still record and release these, but it's going to be a significant decrease in quality for hopefully about a week or two. Most likely, maybe even a month or something. It has to be fixed. I was just using it, and suddenly there was just smoke coming out of the computer. So I I really don't know what happened. Hopefully it'll fall under warranty and hopefully I can get it fixed. But currently I'm just waiting for the paperwork so I can send it back and they can look at it for the warranty. Um, hopefully I will get it back soon and I will get everything that is broken about it fixed. This computer has actually been quite annoying I got it literally three months ago, and so far two things about it have broken without me doing anything. One, when I open the screen, it just bends. The screen will not stay together, the hinges come apart. The screen breaks into two pieces. It is very annoying. And two, it just suddenly was, there was just smoke coming out of it for no reason. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Okay. So, um, next up, we are going to do analyzing. So, if you do not know, analyzing cards is basically a process I'll do as a segment on this podcast where I will take cards and I will use EDH direct data or I will teach you how to use data you can gather from your own decks to calculate how likely they are to succeed. So today I'm going to be teaching you how to analyze cards that say whenever you cast a creature, and this can be interchanged for any type, I just went with creature to simplify things. So if it said whenever you cast an enchantment, for example, then you could change that out and it would work just the same. So step one, I'm just gonna say, some examples of what this is so you know what i'm talking about for example beast whisperer two green green for two three creature elf druid whenever you cast a creature spell draw a card boom prime example that is what we're analyzing 
You can do this for enchantments, for an enchantress. Uh, you can do this for artifacts. You can do this for instants or sorceries. Same exact thing. Just follow these steps and you should be able to figure out how effective it's going to be in your deck. So step one, what you're going to do is you are going to map out whatever type it is, if it's a creature, if it's an enchantment, whatever type that is. From now on, we're going to assume creature, but you can just change out, change, switch out creature in what I'm saying for whatever type it might be. Uh, you're for you're going to take whatever type you are assuming it is and you are going to map out how many of them you have at each CMC. So for Beast Whisperer, we have a four CMC creature. We are analyzing and counting only cards with CMC five or more. Our cards with CMC one or two will be counted separately. To clarify, what I'm saying is you are going to map out how many of whatever type it is at each CMC. That is step one. Step two, you are going to take the creatures, you are going to decide how many cards you have to draw off of this card to be worth it. For example, for Beast Whisperer, I would say I would want to, I'd be Eh, it'd be fine if I drew two. It'd be amazing if I drew three. There we go. We're going to start with two, see how likely that is, and also calculate for three. Boom. We have a baseline. So, next thing we're going to do is we are going to look at what's EMC, the thing that triggers when it's cast, when the creatures or the enchantments or whatever it might be is cast. For the cards, we can split these two calculations separately. For the cards that are CMC higher, not equivalent, higher, well, actually, it does kind of work if it's equivalent, equivalent or higher, um, you are going to calculate these like this. You're going to open a hypergeometric distribution calculator. Your population size is going to be 99. Your number of successes in population is going to be the number of creatures you have with CMC higher than that card. Keep in mind, you're going to do this separately for whatever turn you're expecting it to be. I'm going to say by turn eight and assume that it doesn't, that we don't just have two eight drops. So that means for cards CMC five to eight, we can say, that is the number of successes. So we're, I'm just going to say like 12. Seems maybe a little high, but that's what I'm going to go with. Sorry, CMC 4 to uh, 8. So we're saying about 12. Seems about right. Um, then our sample size is going to be whatever turn it is plus 7. So 15 in this case. And the number of successes in sample is the number that we want to get. Now, this is where it gets a little bit different. Now, that's not what we're doing. Usually you would do that, 
but what you're going to do is you are going to calculate the average that you're going to get. So you're going to go through uh, each number until you're at an extremely small, small number. You're going to put in 1 for the number of successes in sample, then multiply that by the percentage that it is that, exactly that. So the hypergeometric probability, uh, you'll have to use the calculator that I put in the description in order to get the correct data. You're going to multiply the num that 1 for the number of successes in sample by the hypergeometric probability. So in this case, we have a 0 .3, 0 .301. Uh, we currently have 0 0.301, but we will continue adding to that. Then what we will do is we will bring that number of successes in population up to two, and we will see that that is a 31% chance. So we are going to add that to 0.31 times 2. Then we're going to continue doing that all the way up until we get to an extremely small number. So 3 is going to be 2.267 times 3. We are still at a sizable number. Uh, 0.81, sorry, 0.8 plus that 0.9 is going to be 1.7. We are going to continue going through this until we add, until we reach a point where it's not really a noticeable amount. It's just a super, super tiny, tiny fraction, right? Currently, we're not there yet. But we are getting there. Um, we're at 0 0.07, so we're basically we're basically over. And then if we do one more, all the way up to six, it just becomes a ridiculously small number. I mean, that's one percent. So if you want to add that one percent, then go ahead. So then, once we have done that, we have this number 2.09. That is the number of cards you can expect to draw on average from turns 5 to 8 with cards CMC 5 or 4 to 8. Next calculation is how many cards you can expect to get from CMC 1 to 3 creatures uh, within turns 5 to 8. So the reason that we can't calculate these together is we have to assume that the cards that we drew earlier uh, from before we cast that spell, we already cast. Because that's just generally how it's going to go. So, population size 99, number of successes in population is not going to be 7 plus the turn you're, that it is. The number of successes in population is going to be the CMC, the turn that you would cast the creature uh, on curve on, so say that would be turn four, we are going to assume that from turns, we are working from turns five to eight, but really four to eight because we can't cast something on turn four. So 
4 to 8 is going to be 5 cards. So we are going to draw 5 cards. Our, our sample size, sorry, that will be our sample size. The number of successes in population is the number of cards in our in our deck that have CMC 1, 2, 4, 1, 2, 3. So 1, 2, or 3, or 1, uh, dash 3, like to that number. Um, so we are going to assume, we'll just go with like 14, we'll say. And the number of successes in, in sample, we are going to do the same thing. We're going to figure out the average. So we have 0.5 plus 0.54. Boom. We're just going to keep on adding this in. And we'll see what happens. 2, we're adding 0.29. Generally, this is going to add a, a medium number. It's not going to be a huge, huge change. But it's going to add something. All right, so in this sample, we have 26, uh, sorry, I, I'm, I made a mistake. It's actually just about three. Uh, in the typing, on the screen recording, if you're not watching the video, don't worry about it. Uh, so in this, in this scenario, we have an average of three. We have an average of just about three cards we are going to draw off of Beast Whisperer from turns 4 to 8. Sorry, 5 to 8. So this is a pretty reasonable scenario, considering in this deck there are only 26 creatures. So in most decks that we will be running this, it will be significantly more. And if you don't want to do all this stuff, and I know it's incredibly difficult to do, this has got to be probably the most complicated one that I have covered. Um, but that's just sometimes how it is. If you don't want to do this calculation, judging by what I found on how easy in this super, super conservative scenario, how playable this still is, I would say, you know, it's not even playable. It's incredibly powerful. I would say you are safe to assume that it will work. If you don't want to assume that, you can do the calculations. Uh, I might have to get better at covering these. I might just actually get rid of this segment because I really don't feel confident in my teaching abilities. So, I don't know. Let me know. Uh, we will see how this goes. So, that is analyzing card for this week. Um, I will leave links to a hypergeometric distribution calculator in the description but beyond that not really much else so next segment is magic news so there's a couple things on magic news first jumpstart has been released that's gonna be really fun to play with well i won't get to play with it a because i can't afford it and b because social distancing is a thing Second is Zendikar spoilers. Spoilers are starting soon. And third is a pretty major thing. So, in well, eh, it being major is debatable. Basically, uh, Wizards of the Coast has decided to uh, 
it has decided to temporarily uh, reinstate in-store play suspension. In the US, U.S. and L.A.T.A.M., which I don't know where that is, but uh, if you live there, you probably will. So, uh, that means, well, this could mean several things. The technical definition, if your playgroup, sorry, if your, play, if your store wants to continue running things, running game nights, they can. That just means that you will not sync up to your DCI number, which most people don't care about. If you do, that's sad. So, generally, it doesn't mean much. Uh, your play, your stores can still run them. Um, mainly, the biggest impact will just be uh, this causing stores to choose not to run any... Uh, the, this, the main idea, the main impact is this will cause stores to choose not to run them. So, I mean, there are a couple things, like the store and event locator will not be running anymore, which can be quite useful, but other than that, there's really not much else. I mean, it, it might have a small impact, but it will last until the Zendikar Rising pre-release. So, eh, it'll be fine. We'll see what happens. I don't really think there will be much of an impact. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Look in the description, you can find links to everything that I talked about in this episode. You can find my personal architect, my commander quest architect, my website, my discord server, you can email me, you can find a link to the hypergeometric distribution, hypergeometric distribution calculator, and you can send me a voice message, which is basically just something I can include in my podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, anything really, you know the drill. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.